Train Hard Live Strong family. Yo, Coach Matt here, owner of Athletic Beans Training and Apparel and your host. Check it out, y'all. Today we have an amazing guest speaker, another doctor of physical therapy coming to the show, and I'm so excited to introduce her. But before we do so, I have a few announcements. All right, check it out, y'all. The podcast is going to explode in 2021. We have so much amazing things coming your way. So make sure you pay attention to the episode. You listen to the full thing because we're going to be throwing some, you know, Easter eggs and a bunch of cool stuff for you all to grab. And we want to start giving stuff to you. You know, I want to give back to you all listening. You've been doing amazing stuff for the podcast whenever we launched in 2020 this year, January, you know, and we want to give back to you all. We want to have fun. We want to really give you the inspiration you need to believe in yourself, to believe that you're capable of doing whatever you want to do and no goal is too outrageous or no thing that you want to accomplish is too out of this world. As long as you believe in it, you're going to crush it and you can achieve it. And I want you to understand that. But I love you all so much. I love the audience. I love the listeners. I love you all showing love to the guest speakers. I love you giving me your feedback. I love all the amazing things coming with the podcast and we want to give back. So next year, 2021, we have so much new things coming. So pay attention to every episode. Listen to every freaking second because you're not going to want to miss any information that we push out there, okay? Hydration, just like I said before, is key to health, y'all. All All right, key to health. And why is Matt always talking about liquidiv.com? Why is he always bringing it up in every freaking episode? Because it is important to stay hydrated. I have talked to so many people. I get first-time clients. And hydration is something that we lack. A lot of us already lack under eating. We don't eat enough and definitely don't eat enough proteins. And we obviously abuse carbohydrates sometimes and fast. We just don't understand these things. But we understand, we should understand water, Water is something you need to have. Your body has to have water. There's so much of your body that is made up of water. So it is important, especially whenever you live in a hot place. Maybe your job is very physically demanding. Maybe you don't drink water because you think you, you know, you're a stay-at-home mom or a stay-at-home dad and you're always inside. You're not doing too much physical stuff, but you still think that, hey, you know what? I'm not moving a lot. I'm not sweating a lot. Maybe I don't need to stay hydrated. Maybe your day is filled with just tons of soda, tons of juices. And you think just because it's a liquid that it is water and is going to hydrate you. False. Okay, liquidiv.com has amazing little packets that you can throw inside of a water bottle and it's equivalent to three to four bottles of water in that single moment. Okay, they also have immunity packets, energy packets, some amazing stuff and I want to save you 25% off. So if you use promo code TRAINHARD, you're going to save 25% off any purchase. Okay, check it out, y'all. EliteHitPerformance.com. All right, you want some epic, high-intensive interval training workouts that you can take anywhere. You can go anywhere with these things, to your office, to the garage, do it in the bathroom, do it in your room, do it in the room next door to your kids if you just put them to sleep, you know, traveling, do it in the, in the street, do it in Walmart, do it in anywhere, okay? You can do these workouts anywhere you go. There are tons of workouts in there that are follow along, so you follow along with the instructor and you have fun and it's energetic, it's positive and you're just hustling, you're freaking grinding. We got 30 minute hits, 20 minute hits, 10 minute hits, all the way down to five minute hits. So guess what? If you are short on time and you want to be efficient with every single minute that you have inside your day, but you want to, you want to crush your goals, you want to get in the best shape of your life, you want to shred fat, you want to tone up. EliteHipPerformance.com. Go check it out, y'all. I'm telling you right now, you're going to enjoy every little piece. We are also bringing so much more videos to the website, to the membership site with weights. So you're going to be crushing your body. You're going to be really getting to the next level. And the cool thing is this is completely mobile. Anywhere that you take your phone, you can take these workouts. Ladies and gentlemen, let's dive into this episode and let's introduce Aaron Ackerley. Here we go. It's not the same kind of thing. Like you have to kind of learn to 
kind of ignore some pain and pay attention to other types of pain. Um, and I think that comes with kind of learning your body. Hey everyone, Coach Matt here, and you're listening to the Train Hard Live Strong podcast, where we bring on the top fitness pros, top fitness influencers, motivational speakers, and people who have gone through dramatic transformations. And we're all here to inspire you to believe in yourself. If you have not yet, go ahead and check out our website, trainhardliftstrong.com. You can see all the new upcoming guest speakers and all the amazing things coming your way. Welcome to another life-changing episode. Gentlemen, welcome back to another episode here on the Train Hard Live Strong podcast. I'm your host, Coach Matt, and today I have an amazing guest speaker, Aaron Ackerley. Hey, hey, Aaron, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. I'm good. So it's so cool to have you on here because you are a doctor in physical therapy. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. Yep. Yeah, that's so cool. That's so cool. So um, for everyone listening right now who doesn't know who you are, our current listeners, future listeners, can you give like a nice little background story on, you know, how you got to who you are today? Sure. So um, I played a lot of sports growing up. So in high school and all that, I played soccer and basketball. Um, coming out of high school, I applied to a three plus three um, physical therapy program um, in Drexel in Philadelphia. Uh, so I did that, completed that about a year and a half ago. And now I'm working in acute care down in Georgia. So nice, acute care. Story. Yeah. yeah, no, that, that's pretty cool though. So, and then what, uh, what made you want to, cause obviously the physical therapy world is pretty big. So like, what made you want yeah. to go to acute? Well, to be honest, when I started, I really wanted to do sports medicine because that's why I got into physical therapy in the first place. And I think that's what a lot of people think going into it is like, oh, I want definitely want to do sports and all that. Um, but I just or I did a few orthopedic rotations and like outpatient rotations and I just didn't enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And then I was able to do one in a hospital and I just loved seeing like the different injuries, different diseases. Um it's always it's something different every day so you learn a lot and that's what I really enjoy about it so dang so like you're never like stuck on one thing there's always a bunch of different stuff coming your way right it's the way I like compare it to outpatient is that um it's a little bit more quick and dirty in in acute care where Mm -hmm. like you're having new patients every day um new injuries new diagnosis and really the goal is just to get them independent and kind of out the door as fast as you can so yeah okay okay so obviously there is acute and and chronic right right so with, with what you do the acute care is it uh do you stop them from becoming chronic so what acute care means is just that they're like admitted to the hospital. So basically it could be like, it's right after something happens. So say you have a stroke and you're brought into the emergency room. Um, you have to be admitted to the hospital for a few days. That's when we'll work with you. And then when you're ready to leave, we'll kind of decide like, do you need more physical therapy? Do you need to go to a rehab for a few weeks? Or can you go home and do like outpatient physical therapy or home health? So the acute part of it is just that the injury literally just happened and you're in the hospital and we're seeing you right after. Mm, mm, That's crazy. So coming from, I guess, a patient point of view, I feel like that would be very frustrating. Like something just happened 
And not too long ago, you were able to move finally. You're able to do things freely. And then now, for example, like the stroke you just said, um, now you don't have, you know, access to moving a certain part of your body. So how do you deal with like the patient frustration? Yeah, I mean, that's definitely a huge part of it. You just kind of have to, it's, you have to realize that that's what you're working with now. And instead of kind of focusing on what happened, we got to just move forward and make the best of it. And ultimately what I tell them is as, as much as you put into it now, that's what you're going to get out of it. So like with a stroke, the first six months are super, super important. Like the recovery you get in that period of time is going to be most of what you're going to get. So we got to kind of hit the ground running and yeah. Do hit the ground running. Really. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. No, that's awesome. That's awesome. And then uh, what, um, how does, so whenever you, what started you to train? Like, I know you said that you were um, athletic growing up and stuff like that, but what got yeah. you into like actually like lifting and sculpting the body and like really doing it for, you know, physical or mental gain? Um, so like I played sports, but then once high school was over, um, I wasn't going to do anything in college. So one of my friends kind of introduced me to the gym and started lifting and all that stuff. So ever since pretty much my freshman year of college, I've been working out. I mean, it's obviously my workouts and like my style of working out has changed a lot since I first started. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was the initial introduction. Nice. Nice. And then what, what kept you hooked? Why did you continue to go? <laughs> No, it's just a habit now. Like it really is a lifestyle. It turns into a lifestyle at some point. So like now if I don't go for a day, all I think about that day is like, oh, I skipped the gym, you know? Yeah. So I don't know at what point I got there, but I'm there now. Dang. No, I totally agree. I totally agree. It's like that uh, once it becomes a lifestyle, that's why I tell people all the time. Yeah. Uh, so I'm a coach and I coach, you know, I have my own training uh, business where, you know, we coach any people um, that want to do weight loss or muscle growth or whatever mm-hmm. they want to accomplish. And, um, getting it to become a lifestyle is is the most difficult part just because you have to you know um just like with with what you do too you know having to have someone and and uh, work with them so they can get function back to you know movement um even back to 100 percent to where they were in in the first place you know creating that new type of lifestyle is is difficult because you have to let go of certain things you know and some people get so stuck and and comfortable in the lifestyle that they have and uh, sometimes that lifestyle can drag them or pull them into, you know, uh, just high cholesterol, high blood pressure, just, you know, health, health scares that can uh, yeah. jeopardize their health and life. So getting it into a lifestyle is, is very difficult. But for you, it kind of came quick or what? Um, I think just because I had done sports for so long, it was something that was already kind of part of my life anyways. Mm-hmm. So when I stopped playing sports, I needed something else to like keep me working out and staying fit and all that. And then with doing physical therapy, obviously, it's like health and fitness is already a huge part of my life. So it was just right. kind of like a natural progression, I guess you could say. Yeah, no, that's cool. One thing I've always admired and I've always enjoyed is and I know everyone has their own scenarios or their own lifestyle or certain things that happen inside their life day to day. Um, but one thing I've always admired is the fact that health professionals or medical professionals take time to take care of themselves. So like whenever you go into a PT room and you see these you know, physical therapists and they are fit or they're strong or they, you right. can tell that they are very active, it, um, I feel like it would make someone feel more comfortable, make them feel more trustworthy to yourself. Sure. So. So is that kind of like what you aim for as a physical therapist too? 
Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's part of like practicing what you preach, right? Like, you wouldn't want to go to a financial advisor who's broke, right? So, <laughs> I mean, I but seriously, it is like I I want to make sure that I'm living the lifestyle that I would want my patients, and that I'm pounding into their head every day. I can't come in there looking crazy and asking right. them to do something that I'm not doing right. on my own. So yeah, yeah. I think it is it comes absolutely. Do, yeah. are, are you do you feel like in your opinion you're the you're more fitter than most of your peers uh, <laughs> um i i don't know i'd say it's kind of split i think it's hard to like working in um like inpatient like acute care it's a little bit different than typical outpatient care where you are like doing exercises and stuff like that mm. um it's kind of a different view of therapy. So I don't want to say I'm like more fit, but I just don't think it's like as much of a focus for some people in this field than others. Yeah. So. Right. I think it's very important though. I, I think that is uh and that's something I always look for as me as a coach, I'm always looking at, um, at people, you know, I'm trying to see, you know, um, especially in the different fields or industries that they're in and, whenever it comes down to like the medical field or even the health field or fitness industry, like we all need anyone, anyone in my opinion needs to be able to take some time out of the day to work on their body. I'm not telling, yeah, I'm not saying everyone to go out and look like a, the magazine model or freaking someone yeah, in Hollywood or something like that, or or people who compete, but like taking time to uh, work on yourself so that you can, um, you know, really focus on being at your hundred percent so you can give other people your hundred percent. I think that's very valuable. Yeah. And just even just for your health <laughs> too. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, at That's the cool. most basic level, just for your health. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. How do you think that, uh, do you feel, okay. So training, whenever you train, is it, mm-hmm. uh, I know obviously it's physical that like you get a lot of physical gain from it. Obviously it's what happens whenever you do certain things correctly in the gym and in, in your uh, nutrition, but what do you get psychologically mindset wise? What do you, what are you getting from your training sessions? Um, it is, it's like the time of the day where I get to kind of just chill out and do my thing. So like all day I'm kind of with patients and I got to like be on my best behavior and kind of focus on what they're doing and all that stuff. When I train, like I get to actually just kind of forget all the stuff that happens at work and just kind of get in my zone and focus on me for a while, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And mentally, yeah. do you feel like it's strengthening? It, it has strengthened you, like since you started training. For sure, I think like anytime you're doing something that's like really hard on your body, I think it's one of those things where it's like mind over matter almost, and you got to kind of yeah. train yourself to be stronger and not focus on the physical stuff so much. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Absolutely. Did before you started training. Like, uh, you know, obviously religiously lifestyle in the gym and stuff like that. Did you ever suffer from like low confidence or low self-esteem before you even started training? For sure. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I mean, I guess like growing up, I was kind of a little bit heavier than most of the people around me, I guess, girls in high school and all that. So Mm. once like even going into college, I still was. And then once I really got into a good training routine and I learned how to train and what type of exercises you do to build certain muscles and all that. Um, I think like I just gained a lot of confidence in like how I look now because I've been able to kind of tailor my body to the way that I want it to look. Right. And it gives you like, it gives you absolute control over yourself. Yeah, it's 
pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, that's one thing I've always <laughs> I've always loved about fitness or training is the the control that you gain over your body and health. Because mm-hmm. let's say you wanted to, you know, uh, get bigger, you know, you wanted to gain mass in your legs or gain, right. you know, more mass in your arms, like you would be able to because you know and you have control over that aspect. Or if you wanted to get a little bit more leaner, more cut, more definition, like you could, you know. Yeah. And and there's a lot of people that that um, they don't have that. I wouldn't even say luxury or a privilege. They just don't have that. Uh, like the knowledge. Yeah, yeah. Right. Right. They, they just yeah. don't know how to, how to do that. And I feel like if everyone had that manual inside their head that yeah. we wouldn't have, you know, um, the number one uh, thing to kill us in the world right. is heart disease, you know? So like, I feel like that wouldn't be there anymore. Yeah. Especially like being in the hospital and stuff. It's pretty amazing to me. Like you kind of, I, well, I know myself, I kind of expected to people people to have like a baseline knowledge of like what's good for you and what's not good for you and like just basic health um I guess ideas or basic health knowledge and it's really actually surprising how we're lacking in that as a country yeah absolutely Um, yeah absolutely like I see if you no, go ahead. Sorry. No, no. I was gonna say. It, I think it's crazy that uh, a lot of us don't even know certain things about food. Like we don't know what proteins or carbs or fat. Oh, everyone. I feel like knows what a carb is because we're so scared of it for some reason. But you know, when it comes down <laughs> to like, well, what's a protein or what's a fat? Like you know, or fat makes right. me fat. You know, and it's like no, you, we, those simple basics under understandments we we don't have either. Yeah. And you were talking about carbs too. Like everyone's so afraid of carbs, but I'll tell you, I eat so many carbs every day. Like you have, no, seriously, like I eat a ton of carbs and it's not yeah. something, it's something your body needs. It's not something to be afraid of, but for some yes. reason it's become a thing that yeah. no one wants carbs. Uh, absolutely. And, and it's, um, that's why I always try to tell people like, yo, if you eat like, cause okay, I'll get people right. And I get a new client or whatever, and I'll raise the carbs, you know, cause, yeah. but d- different types of carbs, complex carbohydrates, you know, like, right. cause they're like, yeah. Hey, I should, I should never have rice again or pasta. Like I can never have these right. things again, bread. Like I can right. never have bread ever again. I'll never enjoy a pizza or a burger, but you know, then you start to add these things. And once that happens, you know, fat begins to go away. And it's crazy what the mm-hmm. body is capable of doing when you understand crazy. how to do it, you know? Um, but then you see these amazing you know, females or males with outstanding physiques, even if they're not even competing or doing nothing like that, they just want to stay healthy and look fit and look nice for themselves. You know, you look at them and then you're like, okay, well, like how you eat, like, like, what is it that you eat day to day? And you break down the numbers and it's like so many carbs and like a solid number of protein and good fatty acids. And then someone who would be overweight or whatnot, looking at someone that is extremely fit, would think you know like that's impossible there's no way but th- there it's is too much it, it food is. right right and it's possible right yeah well, yeah and it's actually funny i actually see the reverse of that too like people who are overweight actually eat like a lot less food but the type of food that they're eating is just killing them you know right. so yeah it's kind of funny <laughs> yeah i know it's, it's it's crazy whenever you go and break down the metabolism right because it's like you would think you know, because people always say it too. Well, I barely eat, you know, and it's like, well, okay, so what's yeah, happening? Well. Yeah, it's like your metabolism is adapting to that. So whenever you eat and, you know, the choices of food that you decide to choose are not the best, um, you know, then it's starting to, you know, your start, body starting to store because you're basically walking right. in like survival mode. And right. then, but then because of that reason, they think that they can't enjoy those foods 
Right. And whenever they fix their nutrition, but it's like, no, those were the only foods that you were eating. You know, we can, exactly. we can, you know, amplify all these amazing foods and nu- nutrients that your body needs. And you can still enjoy, you know, these burgers or pastas or rice or, you know, pizza, whatever it is that you enjoy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think all that stuff is, is, is always insane. And with uh, you being a, a doctor in physical therapy, is it like, I know you said earlier that it's, it's important for you to, obviously train and play the part, right? Lead by example. Mm-hmm. Um, but whenever you're training and you're, and you're working on your food or whatnot, and you're doing the things that, that you need to do to stay in tip-top shape and, you, and your best, because um, obviously a doctor in physical therapy is a, is a pretty high title. And I used to always think to myself, whenever I was in the military, I, I wanted to, to look not just the part, but excel that part. So whenever mm-hmm. you're tra- whenever you're training and stuff, do you feel like, does that go inside your mind? You think about things like, hey, I need to live up to my absolute potential always. Yeah, I mean, I think um, people in general who kind of work out and keep fitness as a priority, like a lot of those people try and excel at a lot of other areas of their life anyways, because it's just the mindset that we have. So yeah, yes. um, being in PT now, for like a year and a half, I'm already like trying to see what other ways I can kind of further my education. Like now I'm teaching a class at a university out here. Um, wow. Second, yeah. So um, that's been cool. And then I have a second job working <laughs> at another hospital too. So look at you. Yeah. I mean, that's I'm awesome. trying. <laughs> yeah. So that's, we'll that's, that's great. See, okay. So from my point of view, um, when I was okay, so when I was in the military, right? I um, I'll never forget. There is this guy in my uh, um, in my AIT. It's like it's our school that we go to to learn about mm-hmm. RMOS or whatever. And he said that you know, oh, I got promoted so fast and this and that. Like you can become E five in like two and a half years. And I was and I'm a private at this time, which is like the bottom, bottom, bottom of the food chain. There's a separate food chain for that crap. But mm-hmm. um, then. Okay. <laughs> Whenever, so whenever I get stationed, right, in Alaska, I'm like, okay, I, I'm trying to, I want to climb this ladder because I know I'm better than, than what I am today. I know I could be better right. every single day. I know I could do this. Fitness has always been in my life for, for mindset clarity, mindset strengthening, self-esteem growth, you know, self-love, self-empowerment. All that stuff has always been there for me on, in all aspects of my life. So whenever I religiously went to the gym all the time when I was in, it – uh it created a mindset for me, a mentality for me that um, that made me think that there's no other option ever to than other than to succeed. So, like, I yeah. would if if I if there was an option to be the best, I would do whatever it took to be the best. If there was an option to get promoted faster or whatever, I would do whatever it could to get promoted faster or whatever the case may be. But all I knew that that training and every time I was in the gym, it like molded my mentality so that whenever I went into life. I still carry that mentality wherever I went. So is is that kind of like the same for you? Yeah. I mean, I think the gym and like working out and fitness and all that kind of stuff, when you become good at it and successful, have you ever heard of like an internal locus of control and like an external locus of control where you kind of like feel like you have more control over the things in your life versus they just kind of happen to you? Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, That's like holistic. Yeah. So I kind of think that like being in the gym and, like building your physique and having that kind of mindset, I kind of think that that promotes more the mindset where you have more control of the things that happen to you in life. And um, that's something that I'm trying to do. Like you can decide if you want to do well at work and perform well and 
be motivated and you can decide what you do in your free time. Like, are you trying to further yourself or are you just, you know, kind of sitting around? So, yeah, I think, yeah, I think the gym definitely um, has kind of made that mindset for me. (laughs) For sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, um, you know, work your brain, work your body. It's like, you know, obviously, you know, learn new things every single day, learn new things, connect your Mm -hmm. mind. to. I'm huge in in mind to body connection and body to mind yeah. connection like i'm i've always been big on on that aspect and i think that's why just like you said you gain control internally and externally in life um whenever you do these things fitness related or training related um because of that reason you you finally connect those things you know and it's right you know you think because you're it's your body and like i guess logically your mind is connected to your body but when it comes down to like the uh to actually connecting it. Like it's so hard to explain, I guess, because obviously your mind is a part of your body. Your body is a part of your mind because it all works together. But whenever right. I guess like on a, um, I guess holistic level, right. Or like an energy type level, whenever you begin to do these things inside the gym or your workout, whatever it is that you do, you could be running or doing hit outside or body weight workouts or powerlifting or CrossFit, whatever it is. Um, you can use those things to strengthen your external life. So like, I feel like whenever I get a roadblock in life that has nothing to do with fitness, I go work out and I do things to clear my mind. I come back and I crush it. Right. For sure. Yeah, (laughs) I agree. Totally. And you know, that's other things too. Like when you work out, you have endorphins and stuff like that. I'm sure that all plays into it too. Um, But a lot of times, like you were saying, it's hard to connect kind of the body and the mind. And I always think about like this analogy where like, if you broke your arm, you would, be going to the doctor immediately. Whereas like if you're depressed or having mental health issues, like how many of us actually go and get help for that? So it's mm. like, there are two, like it's all your body. Right. But how do we take care of one versus how do we take care of another? So, Dude, yeah, absolutely. You know, I've, I've talked to a lot of people and um, one of the biggest things, and I've never, I, I've never done, well, not never, but I haven't done too much research on this specifically but, um, you know, does fitness or training, working on your body um, help depression or anger or mood swings or whatever that is, you know, um, or any, I guess, mental disorder. Um, and I've talked to a lot of people who have suffered from depression, like clinically mm-hmm. diagnosed with depression. And mm-hmm. majority of them, I'm going to say like 80% consistently train and train and train. And yes, it might be extreme, like it might be pretty hardcore, but it's because they're trying to, you know, find that something, that spark, that love inside them. And um, every single one of those people in the 80% range have, uh, have said that training and fitness has helped their mental state of mind, like their mental state of being. They, it's increased the happiness level to surpass depression, you know? And, and to me, I think that's, that's bizarre. And, and just it's – even if you're just training for that reason, I think that's, even that's powerful. You, you don't always have to train to – have a beach body or a magazine look or whatever, you know, you can train right. just for happiness as well. Yeah. And, um, I, when I was doing one of my clinicals, I was in um, a clinic that we specialize kind of in chronic pain. Um, so a lot of times people with that, it's kind of a whole thing to explain, but when like one part of your body's hurting, it's going to send signals back to your brain. And then if it just becomes a cycle, um, you're like kind of always in pain regardless of, what's actually going on. Um, and you get these people to, you have, it's a slow process, but you kind of get them to work out and kind of do a little bit more every time. And eventually, you know, you see a big change and 
their mindset and that kind of thing. Um, so yeah. I think there's things going on and I don't really know the whole, um, like, I guess, physiology behind it, but working out definitely plays a huge, huge role in mindset and, um, I guess all just outlook stuff. on life. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, okay. So right now, as you're saying that, so there is, let's see if I can get it out right. So your health, I've always thought, and I, I truly believe it. Well, I think it is fact. It is the foundation of your entire life. Your health is the foundation of everything. You cannot do things. You cannot enjoy time with your family. You cannot enjoy hikes. You cannot enjoy, you know, getting off the couch or back on the couch, you know, without pain. You know, you can't enjoy life if your health is not in check, right? Yeah. Um, and whenever, whenever it comes down to it, you know, sometimes we live in good health. You know, like right now, um, I'm fine. You know, I, I feel great. You know, I'm, I'm going to go work out today. I'm able to do that. But one day there's going to be a time where my, you know, I'm going to have extreme, you know, knee pain or this, this might happen that causes this type of pain or I might have a health scare. Like I never know what's going to happen in the future. Right. But whenever that happens, then your health gets taken away from you. And then you're like, oh, right. well, yeah. you know, I should have cherished those moments. I should have took, I, t- I should have took advantage of those times that I was in good health, great health. And I was able to do those things. Um, and that's what I fight for all the time. I want to always be in control of my health and my body. Obviously, there's a lot of stuff that happens. If I get hit by somebody, I had no control over that. But right. but if that put me in a wheelchair and I had to go to PT for you know the next year because I need to be able to walk again, like all the years that I have done training that has sculpted my mind, just like we've been talking about, is going to help me stay driven and focused on that goal. Like, hey, I need to walk again because I'm, I'm going to get my health back. Yeah, exactly. And um, you kind of lived a life that would already be oriented to kind of the things that you would have to do to get better. So it'd probably be a lot easier for you to be in that mindset than a lot of the people that um, I see on a daily basis, right. I guess. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and, it, and it's crazy because we were born to move. Right. Like you're born we to move. Say, yeah, exactly. And um, one of the things we always say, like in PT, is that walking is the fifth or the sixth vital sign. Um, oh what okay yeah so like just mean that like um that's a huge sign of health like are you able to get around you know because we're like the mobility people pretty much Mm -hmm. um so yeah we were born to move we should be moving um it's a huge part of our health so okay 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 you say vital sign i'm i'm interested to know how how many vital signs are there oh god there's like heart rate oxygen (laughs) Oh, no, don't quiz me right now. Uh, there's, I don't know, respiratory rate, heart rate, blood pressure. I don't know. Okay, okay. So everything that that I don't uh, actually know what number it was, but <laughs> that's I look cool at these though. Things every day, and I don't even know how many of them. Because it's just but... habit. It's just habit. It's just yeah. like you don't even need to pay attention to the actual, you know, one, two, three, four, five. You just know it already. I think it's crazy yeah. though. That see, I never, I didn't know vital signs. So walking is. Wow. Okay. So you go through these things just to see if there's what, like life? Vital signs? Yeah. Oh yeah. It's like, it's like your pulse. It's like your respiratory rate, um, like your oxygen saturation. Um, it's just things that we monitor in the hospital. Like you should always have a pulse. Um, we look at your blood pressure to see what that looks like. Um, your respiratory rate, how often you're breathing during a minute. Um, oxygen saturation. It's just like, are you getting blood to everywhere? Are mm. you breathing well? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. But, 
<laughs> that's crazy. It's that's just crazy. the basics of what we look at. But um, yeah, so walking is not actually one of them, but that's just kind of one of the anecdotes that we say with therapy because it's such a huge um, like indicator for health. Right. You can walk on it. So one thing I've always wanted to know, I've never had to go to PT for anything. And mm-hmm. um, so I've never been in that, even even just in that room. I've never dealt with that mm-hmm. frustration of having to to gain function in a, you know, extremity or whatever. Um, right. But, but how is it whenever someone gets injured and, and it causes them to, I guess, lose function to that specific movement. Like, like for example, they can't walk anymore. Is mm-hmm. it depending on the scenario or whatnot, you guys strive to help the brain connect with those extremities again so that they can conduct proper function. Sure. For like a stroke, it would be that kind of thing, like getting um, your nerves to kind of get that arm or leg moving again. Um, If it's like a car accident, um, it's just kind of a, we have to wait till it heals and figure out how you're going to be mobile until that time, until we can start putting weight through things and being Mm. up on your feet and walking. Um, Other times it's just kind of, general strengthening because people will come into the hospital like say they've been well, a lot of times we'll get people who have fallen and have been on the floor for like a day or two and they've lost a lot of muscle and wow. they're just weak so sometimes we just have to work on endurance and strengthening and that kind of thing um mm-hmm. or they just had like general surgery and they're just having pain and we got to kind of give them um, strategies for how to move um, with the pain, how we can decrease it and stuff like that. So it just kind of depends on the diagnosis that we see um, and what they actually need. It's hard to explain because like in the hospital, it can be anything, anything that we're yeah. seeing. We see a huge mix of stuff. Um, yeah. So it just kind of depends what the patient needs. That's what we're going to work on. Right. That's crazy. And what, what do you, what's your, like your, your dream goal? in in your field like what do you really want to accomplish inside physical therapy um I don't know yet I think I'm like too early in the field to kind of say like I'm still learning a lot and I'm still forming opinions on things so I'm not sure what my huge goal is or like what what I want to teach people yet um Mm -hmm. I think I need to get like more experience and see more stuff before I can like say have a strong opinion on something, you know, and it's hard in physical therapy because a lot of times you say like it's, it's a gray area. So like nothing is a definitive, like, yes, no, that's good. That's bad. Um, Don't do that. Do this. Um, It's like all totally situational, like situational. So it just depends on the patient a lot of times. So it's hard to be like, well, everybody should do this and not do that. And that's my opinion. And I'm sticking with that, you yeah. know? So it just takes a long time to kind of build that clinical knowledge and Got make it. ideas about things. And Okay. That's cool though. All right. And then what about on the other side? So training, right? Training, fitness. What is your, like, what is your goal every time when you go inside the weight room and you start to train? Like, do you have an ultimate goal for yourself whenever you are training? I mean, I'm just trying to get better, like be stronger, get better, like be the best I can be. Um, I think like if I was to tell other people something about training, um, 
I think people would be surprised how much they can reduce their pain and kind of improve how their body is feeling if they actually went in the gym and started lifting weights. Um, I have seen a lot of girls who kind of go in the gym and just do cardio or do like low weights and stuff like that. Or I've seen athletes who are having like pain and their knees and stuff like that. And I'm always like, well, you should probably like start lifting weights a little bit. And a lot of that would go away, but um, people don't really buy it (laughs) that much. So just kind of getting people to kind of buy into how much like weight training, strength training can actually improve their life. Oh my gosh. Okay. I love where you're leading us right now. This is all. Okay. So, and and I totally agree. I totally agree. So, you know, whenever it comes down to uh, those things, you know, so what I, in my research, my studies or whatnot, I, by the age, I believe of 30 or like 35, somewhere in that area, your bone density starts starts to decrease already. These things begin to decrease as we hit, Mm -hmm. that's a young age. Like, that is a young age. I'm 26. Yeah, that's four years away from me. So like by yeah. that time, if I wasn't training or working on myself, my bones would be deteriorating and your body would begin yeah. to deteriorate, right? But what is training? Like what is progress? How do you get bigger muscles? How do you how do you do this? How do you do that? How do you get better? You apply some sort of resistance, through, exactly. which causes pain. So either way, and you're already in pain. So your knees hurt. You're already in pain. So <laughs> might as well just apply yeah. more pain by doing you know, uh, an extension or a, a curl or a leg press or even just regular body weight movement, stuff like that, and really push through that threshold. But, you know, and that's, that's what it is. It's constant breakdown. So instead of allowing your body to break down because of the lack of self-care, break it right. down because of constant progress. Right. And, you know, when you um, train and stuff, it is breakdown initially, but then the muscle builds back up and becomes stronger. And then we also know with like bones and stuff like that, in order for them to like get more dense, they need to be under pressure tendons too. They get better under pressure. (laughs) So like pretty much everything, it's just like crazy. (laughs) Um, And I think for women too, I think the bone density thing that happens a lot or earlier for women too. And it's a huge, huge issue. Mm -hmm. Um, for when once you get older in the hospital, you see so many women coming in with like femur fractures, hip fractures, oh my just from like tiny little falls and things like that. So it's right. so important to start early on those things. That's so cool. I love that you said that. I'm so glad that you said that. It's, you know, even with there's so much stuff, there is literally so many things that we could um, stop. Like we could stop if we just took some time to weight train, build some muscle, build your endurance, work on cardiovascular training, work on simple stuff like this, flexibility, you know, mobility, all these things. There's so much stuff. Just like, just like you said, you know, some of these people who live in constant pain, you can fix these things. We've had yeah. people on the show that have been told that they need to have hip surgery. Like you have to have it because this is happening to your hips, right? And then they go off and they learn how to strengthen the hip, how to mobilize the, the hip a little bit better, how to strengthen, how to keep it, you know, um, able to move freely or, or, you know, without pain and strengthen the glutes, strengthen abductors, adductors, exactly. quads, hamstrings. And then by doing that, which is painful, but pushing those limits and, and giving your body an option to not have to just rely on that only option that's given to you, you know, and find these avenues of answers of, for yourself, just like you said. You know, now these now that person doesn't live in constant pain. She has you know improved her hips. She has improved these things, and now she doesn't need these that surgery. You know she's able to strengthen what she was able to strengthen 
through her own knowledge and learning that, you know, compound lifts are freaking amazing. And, you yes. know, these certain things, barbells are like a blessing to us and, you know, all these things. But uh, I, I think it's very powerful. If anyone takes anything away from this episode, I just that what you just said, if they were to just do some strength training, do something, even females, like especially like coming from you, too. I think it's so awesome because a lot of girls I've talked to are so scared to lift heavy weights. I know. <laughs> so scared. Yeah. I know it's become like a thing. I don't know. I guess it's because <laughs> there's so many guys in there or something. I don't know what it is, but yeah, what is? it definitely is. Uh, but, have you, have you been, did you ever go through that? Did you ever have the mentality like, Oh, I don't want to touch heavy weights. Cause I'm going to get hurt. I'm going to look like too manly. No, I don't, I don't there know. I don't think I like ever thought, I didn't think when I started that I was going to be lifting as heavy as I am now. So I don't think it was <laughs> <laughs> like in my head. And then now I am where I am. So it's not something that I worry about, but Nice. I mean, getting getting hurt is just like you just have to kind of build your knowledge around like correct form and kind of stuff like that. So I can totally understand that. Um, and there's a lot of things that you can read to help learn the correct form and that kind of stuff. But in terms of like being manly, no, you don't get manly from lifting weights. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess if you're a guy, you do. But if you're a girl, no. Yeah. 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 That's always yeah, I've never, I've never understood that. Um, and, and it's because that burn sensation, right? Like you start feeling that burn and immediately the brain thinks like, oh my God, like I'm going to get freaking massive. And then the pump happens, right? And your legs or your arms are getting like swollen. And then they think yeah, that. We that's love gonna, that. Yeah, yeah. You should strive for that <laughs> stuff. You know, that's like blood flow. You know, it's good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that tightness is like, it's scary for some people because it's like, oh my God, I'm getting too big, you know, especially if they don't want to. But that's just blood flow, just getting just push to that specific area but i think it's very important have you ever been like looked at differently because you have the physique that you have now and you're a female yes it's frustrating (laughs) um i think that um i don't know exactly how to word this i think that a lot of stuff even that i do through like instagram and stuff like that to promote fitness is not looked at the same way because of how I look. Does that make sense? I think so. I think people I, yeah. take it in a different way than it's meant to be. Like, right. I'm just strictly trying to promote like health and fitness, but because I look the way I do, you know, you always have guys on there who are going to comment things yeah. and, you know, so it yeah. is. And like working in the hospital, you're around a lot of other people, um, patients too who Mm -hmm. will say stuff. Um, You just have to kind of know, you have to have a strong sense of why you do what you do and why you look the way you look and just be confident in it because there's always going to be people that have stuff to say and it sucks, but it comes with the territory, I guess. So Right, absolutely. I love beautiful. That's such a great way to put what you just said. And, And I think that's what ruins it for a lot of females, especially that are trying to, take that next step or whatnot, you know, cause, um, and that's what you're trying to do. You know, you're trying to show and promote this fitness and what training can do for yourself. And what, if you, if you just showed up and did the work and, and ate the right way and took care of yourself, like you could get these types of results for yourself, for your specific body, you know, like you can right. do these things. for. And then you have people out there that, that say these things and ruin it, not just for you or make you angry, but ruin it for people who are trying to find answers for themselves. Right. And, yeah. um, yeah, and, and it, it's, this is that's why the fitness, as we begin to grow and grow and grow um, at, in the fitness industry as well, you know, um, 
I feel like it just be, it begins to just break and break more and more and, and finding the actual people inside that are passionate and, and want to help the body itself, not just, it, you know, be conceited or whatever it is that all most of us or whatever we're trying right. to do, whatever, it, you know, it's if we if are passionate about the body and the health and, and trying to take full control of yourself and live you know, free from pain and, and just be happy and, and be in absolute control, then that is what's going to make the fitness industry better. Yeah, exactly. And I think um, on the flip side of that too, like it's crazy. I'll scroll through Instagram and see people doing exercises that look absolutely crazy, like the form oh, is yeah. off and everything, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, yeah. but people buy into it. So it's hard because yeah. it's like, it's, there's a bunch of people out there who are looking at these exercises and saying, this is the form that I need to have. This is how to do it and all that stuff. And they might actually be doing something worse for themselves because they're following the wrong like people on Instagram. You know what I mean? Right. right. Um, and, and it's tough. Like how do you decide who's credible and who's not credible when there's so much information in front of you? Um, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I did a, uh, I did an episode a while back and you can tell me if, if this makes sense, but I talked about pain and how pain is an amazing indicator that we should all strive to achieve because whenever you are training and you feel a pain that is a burn sensation in a specific muscle group that you're trying to work or grow or improve and you feel a burn sensation, which is what's trying to happen, then through that pain, you understand that I'm attacking the right muscle group. But then you do a certain other movement, let's say a back squat, and you're doing these back squats and you are bending, you know, at the lower back or whatnot, and you feel a pain that shouldn't be there during that type of movement, then now you understand that you are doing something wrong. So pain is always an amazing indicator that we should all pay attention to. Um, So is that like, do you feel like you would agree? No, I totally agree. And that's the reason that your body gives you that sensation right is so that you can know that something is going on um and i think like we talked about earlier like once you've been working out for a while and you kind of gain that knowledge of your body it becomes easier to kind of decipher like this is a good pain versus this is a bad pain because you know like being sore the next day or doms right when you work out and you have that afterwards yeah, it hurts, but you know what it's from. And it's kind of like a good pain. Like you're like, okay, I did something good. Whereas like, if you have that weird pain in your back or you pull something real quick, you're kind of like, Ooh, that didn't, that was a different kind of pain that didn't right. feel right. Yeah. Um, so I think being able to kind of, and that's something we run into a lot of times with our new patients who have like knee arthritis or something like that. You give them an exercise and they're like, Oh, that hurts. I'm not going to do it. But it's kind of like, Hey, it does hurt, but like, it's not the same kind of thing. Like you have to kind of learn to kind of ignore some pain and pay attention to other types of pain. Um, And I think that comes with kind of learning your body a little bit better. Yeah. That's why it's important to train guys. Like it's important (laughs) to to go in there and lift some weights, man, do some stuff. Yeah. And I I think that's awesome that you just ended right there. If, if someone right now is listening and they have some sort of acute pain, it could be anything, right? It's like a little pain that, that they got through a lift session or something like that, but it's, it's brand new to them or whatever. What kind of words of advice would you give someone who has a pain, but it's not too, I guess, too strong, or they know that it's not too big to go seek medical attention. They can fix it themselves, Mm -hmm. like maybe like a mobility thing. What kind of words of encouragement or advice would you give someone right now? Yeah. So um, I guess just generally at first, the first couple of days, you kind of want to lay off it. Um, Just let it kind of chill out for the first few days. Um, 
a lot of people are into ice. I haven't really seen too much good evidence for ice so far. If you want to ice it, you can, but inflammation is kind of part of the process. Um, so kind of just let it rest for a few days. And then the best thing from what I've seen is kind of starting to get back into lifting and getting back into those weights slowly and really focus on your form and all that. But I mean, ultimately that's going to be the thing that gets rid of it. So, yes, there you go. You got to fix pain with pain. oh man Aaron it's been it's been great talking to you I'm so glad that you uh that you came onto the show and, and you shared some value with these amazing listeners if anyone right now is um you know just connecting with you or wanting to learn more from you maybe has some sort of acute pain and maybe just want to ask you questions or maybe somebody wants to become a physical therapist or something where's like the best place for someone to find you Sure. Um, I'm on Instagram at aaron.ack.fit. Um, and then I have a website, but I haven't really updated it yet. So I guess Instagram would be the best place. Um, I do kind of preface that with just being like, I cannot diagnose things over Instagram. <laughs> so um, any questions like that, I'm probably going to stay away from. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, just for professional reasons. Yes, for professional reasons. Absolutely. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to another episode here. If you know someone right now who can grab value from listening to this episode or you have grabbed value within yourself and you loved everything that everyone's talking about and you just feel like you can use a lot of this energy and use a lot of this knowledge and take it into your life, if you know someone right now that can benefit from this episode, all we ask you is simply share it out to them, your best friend, your gym buddy, your mom, dad, brother, sister, whoever, your neighbor, coworker, somebody. The more people we can get to listen to these episodes, y'all, the more lives we can all change together. But you just listen to another episode here on the Train Her Sean podcast. I'm your host, Coach Matt, guest speaker, Aaron. And as usual, y'all, get out there, train hard. Live strong. All right, everybody. Peace. You just finished another amazing episode on the Train Hard Live Strong podcast. If you have grabbed any sort of value from this episode, all we ask is you simply share it out to your Instagram story, Snapchat, send it to your best friend. If you want to know when the next amazing episode or guest speakers are coming on the show, make sure to check out our website, trainhardlivestrong.com. And also, if you want to see the sickest apparel, go ahead and check out athleticbeings.com. We'll see you all in the next episode. Coach Matt, peace.